All right, welcome back to the 24 podcast. So excited to bring you episode number five. And so today we're going to be focusing into season one some more. But before we do that, uh, Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Josh. How are you today? I'm doing great. And so I'm excited to be able to look into season one a little bit more in depth. And so uh, I, I love being able to have the overview, but being able to dive down now into each of the seasons, I think it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, for sure. If and we can rem- if we can remember everything that happened. Yeah, that, that <laughs> well, it's not. I don't think it's going to be so much as the remembering. Uh, that might be part of it, but then um, just so much. Uh, try to cram twenty four hours into four, basically. Yeah, and uh, you know, fun fact: I was reading through some trivia of twenty four. It takes they take what was it like something like twenty hours of footage into one episode. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is so, crazy. So they have the same problem that we did. It's like, oh, we have all this like awesome footage. Now what do we do with it? <laughs> okay, so if we so take that, 24... That's what happens to us. So if we take 24 times 20 and then cram that down in the four hours. So I guess that's yeah. what we're trying to do. <laughs> yeah. And it, took, it takes them 10 and a half months to film the whole thing, a whole season. Yeah, I bet. Um, which uh, I, I guess... Uh, um, I guess a little uh, before we get into some of the season one stuff, I, I did uh, see some things on Twitter, uh, several different mentions that it looks like they're going to start shooting in January. And so for the new season. Awesome. And so I was thinking it was going to be somewhere around there, but I, I, I know I saw someone mention it. And then uh, Mary Lynn uh, Raskib had mentioned that she believed that it was in January as well. And so, so that kind of gives us a target of, of when we could be able to do that. And so, and I got, uh, I tried contacting one of the, uh, directors and uh, I can't remember if he does some of the writing too, but Howard Gordon tried to make a contact with him to see if we can get him on the show. And because, uh, on Twitter, he said that'd be great and to contact his office. So we contacted his office, but, um, his office is saying that he's not doing any promotional things for 24 until January. And so hopefully, hopefully then we'll be able to get him on the show in January or at least close to it and kind of get his perspective as they're getting ready to shoot. So, so does that translate to, um, he's not doing any interviews till January. Does that translate to, we're not letting him skip out on the other things we're having him do. Um, so he can't do any, even if he really wants to. Yeah, maybe that that might be part of it too, and so or maybe they just don't want to give too much too early. That might be part of it also, and so I mean they they've let loose a couple things, but um, my my assumption is we're not going to have a whole lot of news until until we get closer. Until so probably in January there'll probably be some more release, and then as we get closer there might be a few more things, and so start getting some of the um uh. Mind just playing some of the promo videos that they're going to be shooting out to try to promote the show coming back, and some they'll have some footage obviously to be able to show, mm-hmm. and so. And then, so, uh, then so I did want we, to mention. Oh, go ahead. When we uh, when we get closer to Christmas, we might have to revisit the whole wish list thing and say, you know, here's our Christmas wish list for what we want for 24. Since you guys are about to start filming, yeah, there so you go. We'll go back again there and say, hey, remember Tony. Yes. <laughs> yes, we're not we're not done with subliminal. Tony. That's right. Anyway, sorry, I, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, that's okay. Um, I did want to mention about iTunes, something I had I kind of knew, but I, I was able to confirm um just this last weekend is uh for iTunes, each country has their own iTunes store. Oh. So for example, so so Mark, you and I we're looking in the US store. Correct. And so we're seeing the U.S. reviews. Um, okay. I happened to, uh, and so when I when I double checked it, I went over to the Ukraine, or not to the Ukraine, to the U.K., to the United Kingdom, mm-hmm. and I I went ahead and I'm like, okay, well, let me just check on that because because I mean to see what what difference is there, and um, we got a review over there as well. Oh. Um, and huh. so that was actually the same person that um, left us some feedback last episode. That was uh, Hannah. What did what did she say on her iTunes? Oh, I can't remember offhand. I, I I know she mentioned something that she definitely enjoys the um the show. She loves listening to it. She says she hasn't been able to listen to 
all of it because she's only been she's only seen through episode or season six. And so, um, and of course, we mentioned some stuff from season seven and eight. And so she kind of had to stop herself from listening to it. <laughs> did she? Did she I, I can just imagine Hannah over there, like, clubbering her ears, like, la, 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 la. Don't tell me. Hannah, yep. we're sorry. We are sorry for the um, the spoilers. And there's only one solution to that. You need to go watch the last two seasons, like, right now. Yeah, there you go. Like, pause the show and go watch them and then come back. But do it quickly because you don't want to miss out on, on our coverage of season one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess she does have a little bit of time because we're diving into specific seasons now instead of overall. Mm-hmm. So she might have a little bit of a break. So you got a That's couple true. months. But, uh, but yeah, de- definitely don't don't wait on that. You definitely want to watch those before coming to season nine before that comes out. Yes. But anyway, so we definitely appreciate uh uh, the feedback you gave last week, and then also the review on iTunes. Definitely appreciate that. And then uh, she even wrote back again and said thanks. And so definitely appreciate the interaction that's going on there. And so, you, you know, she she made a comment, too, that, that if they do um, film in London, that she's going to try to go down there. I, yes. I think she could be like a special correspondent for the podcast if she does, in fact, get down to the the uh, the filming. I think that'd be cool. That would be some, awesome. Some video and maybe like a blog post or something out of her of, that, of what it was like. It'd be pretty neat. Yeah, that would be. So uh, there you go, Hannah. Uh, you're hired. Hopefully, hope you're listening <laughs> here. And so we will double your pay. Um, That's right. For whatever you're getting paid now, been, double. Yes, whatever we've been paying you. So That's right. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, hey, can, I, can I get that same deal? That sounds pretty good. Will you double my hey, pay too? I'll, tri- I'll triple yours because, I mean, nice. you're involved in this every week. So. <laughs> So, anyways, season one. Yes, season we, one. Season one. I went back and watched the trailer. I'd never seen the trailer for season one. And it changed my view of 24 because, I don't know, it just didn't seem very 24-ish. And maybe that's because the show's evolved since. But uh, we were going to talk about characters first. Right. And there's a few of them that, that come back and, you know, we see often. Um one of the the fun facts that I, I realized about the characters is the char- actress that plays um, Michelle Dessler in a later up season, she had auditioned to be Nina Myers. Yeah, I remember that? you mentioned that to me. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That is. I can't imagine her as Nina Myers. I like her too much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. It's just hard to be able to picture someone else. And so I try to picture as someone other than Michelle also. Mm-hmm. So that would that, be that, is a, that is an interesting fact. And and I think something to point out as we talk about characters, and, and you and I were talking about this before we started recording, but it's it's difficult to, if you've watched any more than just one season, or if you watch the entire you know series, it's difficult to separate out how you feel about characters based on the one season. Um, a great example is that as I was talking to a coworker, I, I finally prevailed upon her to watch 24 and yeah. she watched, she watched season one or, or episode one of season one and her view of Jack Bauer was totally different than my view of Jack Bauer because she had barely started watching and she's like, Oh yeah, his family and this. And I'm like, I think that's the only time you ever see him at his house. So, <laughs> um, it's, I think, I think it's important. True. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you saw him at at Kim's house, you know, in, in a few later seasons. You know, he stops by. Well, but, he um. Well, I guess we get the laser ones. He's at his apartment. That's true in New but, York. But as you know, as a family, you right. know, I, I I said I'm sorry to break burst your bubble, but there's not a lot of you know, it's it's not a, a family drama by any means. <laughs> <laughs> so it, I I think it's important as as we go through this to realize that you know. Warning, Hannah, there might be some spoilers again because it changes how you view some of these characters, what happens to them, you know, later on um, and the way they act later on in different seasons. But we will try to keep it to the first season as we talk about these characters, but it's going to be difficult. Right. Now, one thing I thought was interesting, um, of course, we come keep coming back to Tony. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at a website here and it lists the. Um, the uh, the ones that that are starring, there is okay. one, two, three, four, five, five of them that are starring. None of them are Tony. None of them are Carlos Bernard. 
No, he was like a supporting actor or something, wasn't he? Yeah, he was listed as a special guest star. Oh, that's right. He was the and first so, special guest star, but he was still a guest star. You're right. Yeah, and so um, he was in 23 episodes, um, mm-hmm. and so and so I just thought that was interesting. I mean, he was he wasn't even one of the original casting um, people there, yet he became one of the most prominent characters. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, and it's interesting too that some of the ones that that we think of as huge characters aren't even listed as special guest stars they're listed as guest starring so basically right. well they, they're kind of there but we don't really care about them one of the main ones that i think's funny as i look through this list is um aaron pierce yeah that's another one <laughs> it's like he was in he's like in every single season up till seven season seven i think and he's just a guest starring you know he's like oh well we'll, we'll list him too because he's in a few episodes yeah, yeah, it's He's all... not really that big of a deal, which is interesting. And one of the things about 24 is I was reading as well that the characters, the cast doesn't know what's going to happen from episode to episode. So they don't know whether their character is going to be there next week or not. And right. So, so it's kind of funny how it kind of develops and, you know, characters like Aaron Pierce become, you know, major characters. Right. Um, another one they list is, is uh, Ryan Chappelle. He's another one that's listed as a guest starring. And he obviously, we've discussed him a few times. He becomes a fairly, fairly large character as you go through the seasons. So, right. It's yeah. interesting how they change like that. Yeah. And then also Mike Novick. We talked about Mike yep. um, before. Yep. And so, I mean, yeah, he was just listed as as uh, as one of those as well. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's, it's uh, kind of crazy how, um, how, how they do that. And so, but yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, they don't know from... We, I, I don't know exactly how far ahead, but yeah, I mean, basically episode to episode, they don't know much about what's going to go on. And I'm not sure how much the writers know ahead of time either. <laughs> it, it's probably like they kind of feel like I don't know if they feel like they're uh, on, you know, death row. It's like, geez, is my character going to die? Am I going to be out of a job in three weeks? What's going on here? Right. <laughs> and so they probably their their thought is, OK, the closer I am to Jack, probably the higher chance of me dying is going to be. Or the closer I am to the bad guy, the higher chances that I'm going to die. Right. So if I'm somewhere in the middle, I'm probably okay. <laughs> I want to be the guy at CCU that gets the coffee for everybody. That's what I want to be. That seems fairly safe. <laughs> yeah. Unless, uh, <laughs> well, we'll, we'll get to that in a different season. But <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Um, so let's see. Characters. You know, we probably should talk about Jack. Jack? I guess. Yes. Yeah. He, if you were... If you were to Josh, oh, we were talking about trying this. I'm going to try it on you. If you were to name, or if you were to describe Jack Bauer in one word, what would you put? Oh wow! Yeah, we talked about that before, and um, of course, it was just kind of like a thought that we had <laughs> about two minutes before we hit record. That's right. Um, yeah, that that's hard. We we talked about it'd be hard to try to narrow it down to our thoughts based mm-hmm. on season one. As opposed to overall, yes. Um, but I, I think I would probably say loyal. Okay. I, I think that would be a, a good description I think my, of him. Mine, mine would be determined. Oh yeah. But I also thought of patriot. Um, I also thought of a bunch of other ones. Right. I feel like I have ADD. As we're talking about Jack Bauer here, I feel like I have ADD, but I, I tweeted this out last week. We discussed on the last episode how many kills Jack Bauer had. Right. And I found that number. Somebody sat and watched every single episode, and they actually, I don't know if you looked at the link, Josh, but they had criteria as far as what determined a yeah, Jack Bauer kill. And it was like, it has to be on screen. It can't be in you know a book or a comic book or anything. It has to be, they has to have died. Right. He has to have been the one that shot them, you know. Just yeah, there has to be confirmation that, that it was him, right. not just like a big, you know, like like the CTU agent behind him. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it had to be him. Yeah. So yeah, that was interesting. So, was it two thirty eight? So that two sixty eight. Two sixty eight. Okay. And it, it breaks them down by season, and actually one of the calmest, most family friendly seasons was season one. There was only, I believe, ten kills in season one huh. by Jack Bauer. Well, they were just Which, trying I mean, to get their feet wet, and so... <laughs> and, and I say only. I have not killed 10 people in my life, and, and Jack did it in <laughs> one day. So I, I guess only is a, a relative term, which, you know, when you consider that once one season, I think he kills like 48 or something. So it is only, but... Um, anyway, so that, that factors in the Jack Bauer, too. I guess you could use cold-blooded killer 
or at least killer. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. I I don't consider him a killer usually though. No, not not generally. Not generally. Um, well, <laughs> I, I, he I has wanna, his I, moments. I want to avoid spoilers, so so so, so so he does get his moments. Um, but but yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I I definitely like Loyal uh, because yes. I mean he's definitely I mean uh, throughout season one, I mean it's all about his family, um, mm-hmm. everything. And so I mean even as he he goes in in the first episode, he gets called into um, to to this debriefing. They don't know what's going on yet. They're just getting called in because of something, and uh, they find out that they have this um, imminent threat on David Palmer's life, and so they need to be doing all this research and stuff like that. What does Jack do? He says, "Oh, forget about the for, forget about the senator. Let me call my wife, and find out about my daughter." Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, he's doing that constantly uh, throughout the throughout the season, constantly trying to get a hold of his wife and daughter, and even when he doesn't have contact with them, he's out looking for them. And so mm-hmm. he's loyal to his family, uh, but then also you can see his loyalty to um, even David Palmer, to the government, because even while he's trying to, um, he's being manipulated by the uh, Ira Gaines and, and them to, to be set up as the shooter for David Palmer, he's trying to find a way to still be loyal to his family to be able to get them back, but then also loyal to David Palmer and not kill him. Mm-hmm. And so, and he was, and, and right in the middle of the thing, he was able to find a way, I mean, which was a big chance that he took, um, is he, he reached for the guard's gun that he was with, and and that, that kind of caused the, the whole place to kind of get shut down before the shooter was able to get to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's... He's loyal. I, I think that's a good word. I like that word. But, loyal, but, but determined. Yeah, definitely um, determined, though. Oh, that was a good one that you picked. Resourceful. I think resourceful would be good. Oh, definitely. He he's like um he's I don't know if he's he's quite um to the oh what's that guy's name? Gosh darn it! Just, the old TV show. Yeah, MacGyver. MacGyver. He's not quite MacGyver, but uh, he's close. You know, just just like that when he grabs the gun, it's like I would have never thought of that. Right. Yeah. He he's like, oh, let's grab the gun so they shut everything down so they can't escape. And, I wouldn't have thought of that. And to me, the amazing thing with season one, um, it, it's something you don't really think about too much as you're as you're just watching it, but he's gone on no sleep. I mean, he was up all day, and the show starts at midnight. Mm-hmm. So then, I mean, he's going on twenty four to forty eight hours of no sleep throughout this episode. Or throughout this the whole season, and so mm-hmm. and so, I mean, I, I know me when I start getting lack of sleep, um, I I'm not firing at all four cylinders, <laughs> and so. Well, yeah, but but you're not a strain trained special agent, Josh. Yeah, exactly, and so, <laughs> but but I mean, for him, I mean, in that kind That's of right. intense situation, I mean, being sleep deprived and under all all the adrenaline rush and all that kind of stuff, for him to be able to think clearly enough mm-hmm. to be able to do some of the things he does, uh, it's yeah. just amazing. Especially with it being his first really long day. Right. Or at, at least that we know about. Right. He was in Special Forces, so I'm sure he had other ones. But Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we probably could have a, a special show dedicated just to Jack, but we probably should keep going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Just because we'll talk about him in every season. He'll he'll be a recurring discussion in the characters, I'm sure. Um I, I you know, the other ones they list as starring, um, Terry and Kim. Are, are starring in season one right yeah you can characters. kind of expect that i mean his family and right mm-hmm. off the get-go i mean they're they're part of the thick of the plot and so i mean yeah that that would definitely be seen as being guest star or not just guest starring but be full starring i guess you know and, and it's a i don't know how what do i how do i feel about terry and, and kim obviously there have been some marital issues between jack and terry um Jack had moved out for a little bit and you know when we when we start the season you know they're trying to work things out which I think is fantastic mm-hmm. but there's obviously you know the the typical I, I guess typical I mean a teenage daughter that you know is upset at one and not upset at the other and playing playing parents against each other and and right. so it's interesting you know and that's where my coworker came back to is like interesting to think back and if I'd only seen that episode you know I would think the show was totally different Right, because you have all that family dynamic of you know Kim's playing you know dad against mom and you know sneaks out of the house and 
you know, all of these things. So it's it's an interesting dynamic, and I think it makes twenty the first season unique in a lot of ways is the fact that that his family is in danger, and and really you don't have that to that extent in any later season, obviously because his wife is um, <coughs> killed. Spoiler alert! Sorry. Oh, <laughs> Hannah's our Hannah's seen season one, so we're good there. Okay. Um, <laughs> see, I'm like I'm nervous now. I don't want to like ruin something for Hannah. Oh uh, well, because well, I, I know she hasn't seen season seven or eight, so well, Anna, I, I think it's pretty well it. known now that this is gonna be filled with spoilers. So <laughs> that's right. You just you need to have the dump button like they have on radio shows. So you just say hit it, stop, stop, don't listen. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, you know, and I think it's interesting as you go through the love that Terry has for her family. I mean, you know, she she steps up and you know protects her daughter quite a few times when they're. You know, when they're being held, I guess, hostage. Would they be held hostage? I guess they weren't really. Yeah, yeah, they did want him to do some. So I guess it would be considered hostage. But I mean, she, you know, she was an impressive, you know, as any mom would be in, in the situation. But, you know, it really made you um, like her and appreciate her. Whereas in the beginning of the season, you, you kind of get this feeling that at least Kim thinks that she's a horrible mom, you know. Right. And yeah. So um, what would be a word then for Terry? Oh, ho, ho. he's throwing Flip it back it. at me. <laughs> um, I would say, I think I would say protective. I think she's very protective of her family, even though her and Jack have had had problems. Um, I, I think she's very protective of her husband and her daughter, and and um, you know, would would do anything to protect them. So, that's a my good word. one. I, what would you say? I can't think of a real good one. I almost want to say confused. Um. Because, I mean, throughout the whole thing, she's trying to figure out the relationship between her and Jack and Kim and trying to figure out that dynamic. And so and then and then different things start coming up and she's confused about what happened with Jake and uh, Jack and Nina uh, later on, at least. And then mm-hmm. um, I mean, just, just throughout the whole thing, she's trying to figure it out, try to get an understanding of it. Um, and so, and of course, she has that those couple episodes there where she doesn't have her memory. So she's, she's really to, confused. Yeah. There. She's really confused there. But, uh, but I mean, that, that wasn't my first thought when mm-hmm. I yeah. came up with that word, but I mean, that fits perfectly for that part. But, but yeah, I mean, and then I, I guess you could say determined too. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, just like Jack, I mean, she was very determined to find her daughter. She was very determined to get out of the situation they were in when they were yeah. captive and just very determined throughout the whole thing. Even when she lost her memory, she was determined to find out who she was and what her story was and, and all that. And so just determined right down to the very end. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I completely agree. And apparently there's, there's a very determined attitude in that family. Yeah, definitely. You know, which, which, you know, probably is the reason that, that they um, got married. I mean, they have that same mentality of we're going to see things through. Yeah, true. And, you know, as you watch through later seasons, I think you see that in Kim as well. She has that same um, determination and, and, you know, desire to see things through. I think she she's an interesting character, too. I don't know if it's because so yeah. many people can identify with that, you know, teenage girl kind of thing. Um, but the thing that strikes me about Kim, can we move on to Kim? Is that OK? Oh, yeah. We, OK. I just, you're in charge, Josh. So. OK. <laughs> <laughs> uh the thing I, I realize I, I like about Kim is, yes, she's a teenager. Yes, she, you know, throws fits. Yes, she sneaks out. Yes, she, you know, causes problems. But she's a good kid. I mean, if if you watch through the, the episodes, you know, she when she calls and, and is telling her mom she's okay, even though she's not okay, you know, she, she has that, you know, I love you, mom. I'm sorry. And, you know, towards the end of the season, the same thing, you know. She, she's happy to see her family. She's, you know, glad that, you know, things worked out. She, you know, she doesn't hate her family by any means. I think she's just, uh, you know, kind of a, I guess, probably what we all were, typical teenagers of, you know, manipulating people and trying to get their way and then realizing after the fact that, oh, maybe I should have listened to mom and dad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, as far as a word to describe her, I'll go ahead and start this one. Um, sure. It, Maybe not the best word, but a word that comes to mind is spunky. I like it. Yeah, I can see that. And so, it's so, I because mean, I mean, kind of goes with that teenage daughter kind of, kind of mm-hmm. rebellious. I, I, I kind of wanted to say rebellious, but uh, kind of. 
I don't um, even know but, if I put her as rebellious. Yeah, but um, but but I mean, definitely spunky. I mean, I mean, she has this little kick to her, and so even when she, I mean, she she ran out of the house, and then she went off to the party with uh, her friend and two guys. Yeah, and then and then even there, I mean, she she like wanted to, she wanted to be there, but that she didn't. Yeah, um, she didn't really and, do and anything. So, and so she was a little bad. spunky back to to the guy she was with, and she went and told this <laughs> lie about her dad and her mom, and yeah, and all these different uh, told this big old story and all that, and and then just throughout the whole thing, I mean, even when she's captured, I mean, she's sitting there talking back to her captives, and <laughs> yeah, and it's like, what do you think you're doing? To, I mean, and so and so she just has that um, attitude, and it even carries carries through the other episodes as well. She she's certainly Jack Bauer's daughter. Yes. <laughs> Can we say that? <laughs> yes. She she's got that attitude and that mentality of, you know, I'm gonna tell you what I think and and I'm not really sure I care what you think about what I think, but <laughs> you're gonna hear it anyways. So Yeah, it's definitely. kinda she's uh yeah, I like Kim. And and I continue to like her throughout the seasons. You know, she's got a lot to deal with as far as, you know, you know, her dad's job and, and the things that she's she goes through because of his job. Right. Um, you know, and obviously, you know, as, as any parent, you know, he has his shortcomings and, and she has to deal with those as well. And it's, it's interesting to see how she does so well sometimes and, and not so well at other times. But, you know, I, I think under it all, she, she definitely loves her parents and definitely, you know, would do anything for them. Right. Dealing with all the other stuff around that as well. So we've talked about the, uh, the Bowers. Um, we should probably go into um, continuing with the family dynamics and talk about the Palmers a little bit. And previously yeah. we've talked about David Palmer a little bit, and I think I mentioned that I didn't like Sherry Palmer, but we haven't really talked too much about the two of them as a family. No, we haven't. So David Palmer, as we've talked about, is the senator from California that's running for president. He obviously is the one in season one that is the is the center of the assassination attempt. Um, and then you have Sherry. And Sherry, when you start off, seems like a nice enough person. And she seems like she's supportive and a good wife and a good mom and, and everything. And, and I think she probably is a fairly good mom. But she seems to enjoy the possibility of power and um, notoriety a little bit more maybe than she um appreciates having a happy family what do you think josh yeah definitely yeah she definitely um while she gives that appearance like you said of of caring and and trying to be supportive she definitely has an an agenda um it starts out hidden and actually a lot of times it is kind of hidden as far as you're always wondering what she's up to and so i mean the first like you said i mean the first part of the show the first several episodes or whatever you don't think too much of her as far as her being bad or anything but then through most of the rest of it and then the other seasons you're always wondering okay what is she really up to mm-hmm. and so because because as you go through season one it's just one little thing after another where she's always trying to manipulate and trying to um get get people in the right places if you will yeah, and you know, I, I one of the things that it seems like she's always saying something. She'll always do something, and then she'll look at David and she'll be like, "Well, David, I did this for you." She's like, "Yeah, I, I, this is all because I love you." And you know, David is torn between. Yes, I really would like to be president, and I think I think he's torn between. Um, dare I say, his humanity and his politician self. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because he's torn between, well, that's not the right thing to do, and also, well, I can see why you did it. Right. And and there's that dynamic of, of them going back and forth and him having to, you know, decide not even really between his political career and his wife, but between his morals and his wife. Because, you know, she does some really questionable things and, you know, you, you get into it with uh with their son and and uh, you know the psychiatrist with their son, and you know I think it ends up that because of Sherry, he ends up mysteriously not alive anymore. <laughs> right. And you know, so there's there's a lot of stuff where where he's put in these impossible situations and added more stress upon his life. Not to mention, you know, the night of the California presidential election. Right. Y- you know, you know he's put in these possible situations because of the the decisions his wife makes and and her placing 
him winning the presidency above everything, including, I would dare say, their marriage and, and their children and what's best for their children. So it's um, it's definitely interesting. It's definitely something, like you said, that you, you continue throughout the rest of the time she's in the series to say, what is Sherry up to and, and what is her angle? Especially since she becomes friends with, uh, what's his bucket? Logan. Yeah. A little bit. Right. Yeah. And so um, another thing that kind of really shows um, kind of how far she'll go on a moral level. I mean, not I mean, obviously, she's willing to put people's lives on the line. But um, morally, I mean, she she came to the point to where she was trying to put her um, put Palmer's assistant. I, I can't remember exactly what her title was her yeah. role, but she was kind of helping with uh, speeches and kind mm-hmm. of organizing some things. And there was a, a crush that, that went on there. And so Sherry was playing on that to try to get David's emo- emotionally kind of taken care of, if you will, because she quickly started to realize that there was a separation between her and him. And so it's like, he, he needs this emotional connection. I can take care of all this other stuff for him and she can take care, take care of this emotional and physical stuff. And so she was willing to set all that up. Yeah. She, so, you know, you're bringing that back up. She was unbelievable. <laughs> now that we start talking about it, you know, and, and I think it's important to talk about that too. Um, I think Patty, wasn't that her name? Patty Brooks. Wasn't that the um, that right. the speechwriter, the you know executive assistant, or whatever she was, speechwriter? I think. Anyways, you know that that shows you know they lead you to believe that that David's going to really screw up, and I kind of think that you know David might have gone a little bit farther than he probably should have, but then you get to the point. Spoiler alert, where you know David basically says, "Okay, you're fired. You know you need to leave. This isn't you know this isn't right, and you need to knock it off." And and sends her away so you know that shows that shows i i think it's cool because to me it shows the humanity of david palmer you know he's he's just a man i mean he he flirted a little bit but he very quickly reset himself and said no this isn't right and when he realized what you know what she was you know thinking and what her intentions were he just said you know i don't care that you're my best speech writer and, and the one that's you know been integral in my campaign you know, this isn't this isn't right and you need to leave. And mm-hmm. I think that speaks a lot to the character of David Palmer. And we saw the same thing. He did the same thing with Sherry. I mean, you know, in, in later seasons, you know, they get divorced. And for a sitting president to get divorced, that's not an easy thing to do. But I think he realized that morally it was the best thing for his presidency and, and for him, you know, not to be around someone that was so um, conniving. Can we use that word? Mm hmm. If right. I was to use one word to describe Sherry, continuing with our theme, I would yes. use conniving. <laughs> yes, that would definitely be deceptive. Yes. But intelligent. Very, very intelligent. That is true. I mean, she she would probably make a good check, uh, chess player. Yeah. And so trying to I've... strategize and put all the pieces in, in place for the strike. Yep. She'd be a great uh, campaign manager for anybody. <laughs> Yeah, especially if they didn't except, care except how for they David won. Palmer. That's right. That's right. Well, that's because he cared how he won. Right. Exactly. Which, which actually, um, him sticking to his morals and even going to the point of divorcing, mm-hmm. I think that, ironically, played in his favor. And oh, so, absolutely. And so, because I mean, it just really set the record straight for the entire country that this is someone that, when he says something, he means it. It doesn't matter who it's against or, or who's involved or whatever he's going to stand for right no matter what what side of the equation everybody else is on and I, so I he's not like, going to play favorites i would like to put forth david palmer for president in 2000 what 16 is that next yeah there you go david palmer <laughs> for president even dennis haysbert what the heck <laughs> yeah there you go dennis for president that's right i don't even know what his political views are but i like him he looks like a president yeah, there you go. Yeah, actually, I don't know either. So that'd be kind of interesting, kind of the study to kind of look into. Yeah. So, but, but yeah. So, the, so go ahead. So there's there's those two and uh, major players. I guess Sherry's not quite as major of a player, but obviously uh, Senator Palmer was. Um, next, the final starring character that we haven't talked about yet in this episode, we've talked about her previously, is the wonderful 
ever famous and popular Nina Myers. Yeah. <laughs> Infamous. No, note, note sarcasm. Yes. You know, and and you're torn. And like with me, as you begin to watch season one, you're kind of torn on Nina because she's the one that is helping Jack. Right. You know, she's always the one, you know, Tony is the one that you're like, you punk, you know, quit, you know, cutting Jack off at every, every path, you know, it's like every time you turn around, Tony's like, why do you need this? You know, why, why are you doing this? And Nina's the one that, you know, gets it done. And, right. you know, it, it is the fact that she's, she's kind of in that, I don't know, could you call it a love triangle? I don't know. Like she was yeah. at one point, you know, her and Jack were involved um, romantically and then you're kind of you know him her and tony are a little bit or at least tony likes her and so she she completely mm-hmm. plays on that which is probably completely what she did to jack before so i guess she is kind of not a nice person but yeah you know but <laughs> yeah but exactly. at the beginning I mean, she's the one that that helps jack i mean you know jack you know they're in the office and he like tranquilizes um george mason and she's the one that like covers it up you know, she's the one that gets the gets the tranquilizer right. gun for him, and she's the one that, you know, makes sure that he gets the things he needs, and and she's the one that's helping, you know, I guess relay messages between Terry and Jack, and and it's just, which almost makes it worse when she backstabs everybody. Yeah, exactly, and uh, and and kind of one of those moments where where it's like Jack should have went ahead and killed her. Um, I mean, knowing knowing now what what happened, but. Um, early on, I can't remember exactly at what point this took place. It was, I know it was in the first half where Jack was instructed to take Nina and to take her to a, a oh, site that's and right. kill her. And, but Jack, he, he, he's, he, again, he's always thinking, he's always like one step ahead. And so he grabs his bulletproof jacket yeah. or whatever to put over her as they sneak out a CTU and keeps that on her. And so as he shoots her, he shoots her in that vest so that she doesn't die. I mean, she's obviously wounded, but she doesn't die because of this, of this vest. And so, I mean, of course, I mean, as we see that the first time, we're like, oh, oh wow, that's good. just so cool. I mean, Jack, I mean, Jack saved her and, and all that kind of stuff. And now we're looking back. It's like, wait a minute, why in the world did he save her? <laughs> yeah. Now, now we're like, well, there was another but, time that I'm sure Jack looks back at and says, well, that was stupid. <laughs> my fa- my wife would still be alive so, if I had but, done that. <laughs> but but you know what? Yeah, exactly. Like at that point in in Jack's life, I don't know that even knowing if even knowing what he knew, I don't know if he would have killed her. Because at that point Jack was still, you know, he wasn't I guess jaded like he is in later seasons. He was still, you know, I'm going to do what's right. And I I don't know that he would have killed her. Hmm. I don't know. I he mean, have... because I mean, if because I mean, by that point, by that point, I mean, he knew his wife and daughter true. had been kidnapped, and if he found out That's that true. she was That's involved, true. I didn't have a choice. That <laughs> probably would not have been have very choice. good. Sorry. For her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, you I were in the way. They they made so, me. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So Nina is Nina. I, you know, we've talked about her quite a bit in the previous episodes of this as well. So if you haven't heard those, please go back and listen. And yeah, she's just, I don't know. I think she's just an opportunist. I, she, you know, she saw somebody yeah, that was willing to pay her a little bit more and she was okay with that. But I, and, yeah, and she couldn't have had much of a conscience because, you know, all the time, you know, through the season, Jack's talking about, well, like there was one, t- like right after they tranquilized George Mason, where she's like, what are you doing, Jack? And he's like, well, you know, those those guys that I busted, you know, for taking bribes or whatever, they weren't bad guys. They just, you know, got caught in a bad situation. And I'm watching that the last time thinking, okay, well, Nina's doing worse things than that. So and then she's sitting there like, oh, you know, why did you do this to him? And it's like, wait a minute, what? How many people are going to die because of you today? And here you are mad because he tranquilized (laughs) his boss. I mean, he's didn't kill him or actually shoot him in the knee, which he's been prone to do before. Or after, I guess it's after. Yes. Um. You know, but yes. Just the <laughs> lack of caring, I guess, on Nina's part, and the, you know, I guess you have to be to be a traitor. You have to be able to just like completely lie through your teeth, and she's really good at it. So, 
We'll give her props yeah, for that. Yeah, she is. Yeah, there you so. go. <laughs> yeah, so I I think she was probably good before, mm-hmm. and so I mean, kind of like you mentioned there with uh, Jack describing the other guys that they were they were just caught mm-hmm. in a bad situation. It's probably the same thing with Nina. I mean, she probably yeah. started out fine, and then I mean, not in yeah in the season, not in that day, but I mean, previously she probably was, and then um, uh, we we didn't talk about Jamie, but I mean, Jamie was kind of the first mole or whatever yeah. that was discovered and and she was just doing yeah. it just because of the money um and so because i mean she needs some money and she didn't think there's going to be really any harm that was going to happen as a result of what she was doing it was going to be minor and so i mean it wasn't great but it was but but it wasn't going to be terrible and so that's mm-hmm. kind of what she was thinking that's probably how yeah. uh, nina started um and obviously she worked her way yeah. up to the top um and in her working so i mean it was probably been a couple of years that she had been working with like this but i think when she probably started she started out good and then just started to get jaded somehow through the situation yeah it's one of those and when so, you tell one lie then you have to tell the next one then you have to tell the next one and then at some point you look back and it's like there's no stopping now because i'm going to be you know thrown in jail or right. killed as a traitor anyway so i might as well you know take the paycheck <laughs> probably Right, exactly. Not the, you know. Yeah, so that that's exactly where she was. So let's was. see. Now we're down to some uh, less major characters. We haven't mentioned Victor Drazen at all. No, no, but yeah, I mean that's um, he's kind of a less major, but he's kind of the yeah, he's the, the brains behind it. And his kids, and his kids, yes, kids, brothers. Is it brothers, kids? Right. Because you had uh, Victor, and then you had. No, and those kids. Yeah, Victor Andre and Alexis, Victor's the father, right. and then the two brothers. That's right. right. And so um, Alexis is the suave mm-hmm. ladies guy, and then um, and then Andre is is kind of the serious. Let's get the business kind of kind of guy. And so and he's kind of the. I mean, of course, Victor's in prison um, during this time, but somehow he's he's able to coordinate all this and Andre's the one to kind of be mm-hmm. the coordinator of it. And so he's the one that set up Ira Gaines to kidnap the um kidnap Jack's family and all that and to be able to set up for Jack to uh be set up as the assassin. Uh he was the one that got Nina set up with what she needed. And so um and so yeah, I mean they they, they were very good at what they did i guess yeah not good not enough a, not as good as jack <laughs> was but. but but i mean very good i mean if it wasn't for jack i mean uh i mean just the things that they had planned uh planned and the different uh ways that they got everything set up is it's just remarkable the things that they were you know able you to almost do. expect at some point in one of these episodes to hear the old scooby-doo line you know i could have got away with it it was if it wasn't for you pesky cta ctu agents <laughs> you know because they, they're always so close and then Jack just like completely shuts them down at the final hour oh that's funny <laughs> okay now, now now I'm trying to now I'm picturing Jack and Tony and driving around Chloe in the misty, as, mystery mobile it's like Shaggy and <laughs> folks this is this is oh, this boy. is the kind of, okay, of we... uh, commentary you just won't get anywhere else you will not find anywhere else yes. Scooby-Doo related to 24 it's just not going to happen. So, come back. Okay, now, now my mind is switching and trying to put Shaggy and and the, and ruh, the ruh. gang into the right. role of CTU. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, tune in next week to find out who we compare Jack Bauer to. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, side note. My bad. But but anyways, you're right. They they. But yeah. So yeah. So I mean, so so that's another family dynamic that's there, and so I mean, very. Um, very loyal. Is that the one that, that one of the kids killed the other one? Was that them or is that somebody else I'm thinking of? What happened with no. both of them? Okay. No, that's another one. Um, well, Alexis was killed because he was sleeping with um, Palmer's one of Palmer's um, workers. I can't again. I can't think of her mm-hmm. actual position, but but I mean someone that's close to Palmer, and so Alexis was sleeping with her to. Oh. I mean. I mean, obviously he liked that, but he was trying to get information about where he right. was going to be. 
and what was going to happen. And so, I mean, of course, that's how they were able to set right. a lot of this up. And so, and then, and then when she was confronted with who he really was, um, she, Jack talked her into going in to try to get some information about him. And so to get, um, well, oh, it was the, the plant something right. in, his, in his jacket. Um, and while she was there, she just couldn't stand it anymore. That's she stabbed right. Him. And so it's a heck of a way to die. Yeah. And so, so that's what happened to him. And so of course, then at the end and the other guys are killed by Jack, but that was, that was, that was one of the um, first times that yeah. Jack like takes somebody that's not a trained special agent and says, here, go into this really dangerous situation. And they're like, are you <laughs> sure? It's the first time on the show. <laughs> He's like, yes, yes, it'll be fine. We'll be right here. And then, yeah, she kills him. That's right. I remember now. <laughs> yeah, I she remember. was safe. <laughs> See, this is, this is why, this folks, yes. this is why we have co-hosts because what I've forgotten, Josh remembers. Yes, and what I forget, Ho- he remembers. Hopefully, and so and then, and then hopefully, what we forget, you guys can chime in and remind us as well. So, is there anybody else we want to talk to? Or should we talk about? Let's see. Hmm. <laughs> um, we gotta. Okay, we gotta go back yeah. to Tony. All right. <laughs> here you go. Here you go. Here you go, go Joel. I mean, here was... you go, Tony. One more time. Doesn't that Joel? Joel's the one we talked to. Right? Yes, and so Joel's the one with the personal yes. mission to bring back Tony. Yeah, so so I mean, of course, we've talked a lot about Tony, um, but in the specifically in the dynamic of this season, I mean, he starts off. I mean, he's um, he, he's almost mm-hmm. the Boy Scout um, in in this episode because I mean, he's wanting to follow the book and and well, the book doesn't say this, so we we shouldn't be doing that. Or I mean, we can't. We gotta we gotta call this in, and we and, and so I mean, he was the one kind of initiating some of that so i mean he was the one that called it in when um jack was um being set up and he was getting ready to do that so he was the one that called that in and that's when the security cards came and approached jack just at that moment when the shooting was about to occur and so tony was the one that made that call and so um and so i mean he's as he's as boy scout and of course we're seeing it and we're like tony how can you be so against jack and so course um i don't know about everybody else but i was thinking that he yeah. was the mole that he was the um or at least one well, of and, them and i mentioned to you before we we started recording that that i have a friend at work that just started watching 24 and he had watched a few you know about i think half the first season that was his impression he had thought that tony was the mole too so they definitely did a good job at yeah and um leading you to believe that tony was a punk yeah, but I think I think it was just just the fact that Tony he was just wanted to try to do what was right, but he didn't have all. Well, the information. you know, and I think a little bit too, and and this is a dynamic that's interesting that I I had hadn't thought about before. That I think Tony's a very Type A personality, and and obviously so is Jack. And you know, so you have Jack mm-hmm. as the boss, you know, you know, director of CTU or field, you know, field operations, and right. you have Tony who he's telling think to do things, and you know, Tony's very Type A, and so they're totally butting heads and you know i the one of my favorite things about tony is how he can look at you and agree with you or say okay but by his body language and the look in his eyes you can just tell that he's like i am pissed off at you (laughs) you know how he's always he's always just like yeah yeah right Uh, that's like his phrase yeah right and then he just like walks away and does it and he just has that walk like whatever yeah i uh i actually tweeted that a couple weeks ago um, my like the favorite Tony quote is you see him there, arms head crossed, to the side. kind of his head, yeah, his head cocked to the side a little bit. It just says, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's awesome. <laughs> I love that because, like, with his eyes, he just <laughs> tells you, I don't like you, I don't like what you're asking me to do, but because I'm a Boy Scout and I do what I'm told, I'm gonna go do it, but grudgingly all the way. But you're right. right. Yeah, that's totally his line. Yeah. And so, is, and so, I mean, of course, I mean, that's, I mean, that that's kind of like the Homer yeah, Simpson dope. Exactly. And so, I mean, it's it's kind of his trademark, at least at least as far as I see it. And they carry that throughout all the all the other seasons as well. And so, I mean, you always see him there. And it's you know, like, and, yeah. and that's another one. That's he's another character that you could not see anybody else being Tony Almeida except for Carlos Bernard. 
because of that body language right. and the way he says that. It's, you know, him and Jack Bauer, I, it would be hard to see anybody else doing that. I just don't know. But right. Yeah. And yeah, and if you were to look at the relationship between Jack and Tony in season one, you wouldn't see, I mean, you, you would never foresee how the, the relationship no. would develop. And so in season one, you don't see them as becoming best buds that are depending on each other for life. And so, but, but I mean, you get into season two, you start to see that develop some more. And then especially in season three, I mean, they're, uh, they're, That's right. well, we're, we'll get there, but I mean, and so, but, but I mean, they're working together in this covert mm-hmm. operation that like absolutely nobody else you know, knows and, about. And I think it was and a so, matter of, they had to feel each other out. And they, I, I think both of them just had to, to determine where, what was important to the other one. You know, they both had to find out that, you know, protecting the country right. was the most important thing. And, you know, Jack, Jack, right. Plus, yeah, plus Jack had to factor. learn to trust Tony that he wasn't going to completely, you know, backstab him. And Tony had to trust Jack that Jack wasn't just some rogue agent that, you know, had completely lost his mind and was going to, you know, kill everybody he walked by. So. <laughs> right, exactly. And so and I, th- I think that's kind of what happened in season one is that relationship was developed to that point to where um, I mean, we see there that Jack is is proven. I mean, obviously, he's put in this difficult situation. And so he's having to do stuff that he's not wanting to. Um, and, and so kind of looking back, yeah, you kind of say, well, Jack, you could have asked for some help. But then again, at the same time, he didn't yeah. know who he could ask. And so because because I mean. At, at one point, well, you know, and, was and, and real, real and quickly, so, we can point out, out there, and we'll get into this in the you know next couple of weeks where we talk about the plot. But you know, that's exactly what he was told by Richard Walsh: was you can't trust anybody. Right. And Jack said, "Why are you coming to me with this?" And he's like, "You're the only one I can trust." He's like, "Why can you trust me?" He's like, "Well, because I know for a fact that you're not dirty because you just risked everybody hating you to turn in these agents, you know, however long ago it was." Basically, is what he told him. So I mean, right. yeah, exactly. He didn't know. If he could trust Tony, which it's weird because he did kind of trust Nina for a while, but yeah, which which actually um, you bring up Walsh. Like um, Walsh was the one that said that Jamie. That's was true. Clean you too. can trust Jamie. Take this to Jamie. And so I, and, and so kind of in my mind, I'm kind of wondering, okay, was Walsh actually maybe good that or was not? his way of like redeeming himself? Maybe he had a part of it. Maybe, but he just. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe he was kind of yeah, maybe he was kind of dirty for a little bit, started to feel bad and say, "Hey, I gotta, I gotta let Jack know that hey, something's going on." And before he was able to say well, too and much, let's he remember was killed. Really, we, really quickly, we'll get into this as we go through the season. But let's remember that he was laying there shot, and Jack said, "Don't move, I'll get you out." And he said, "Jack, get this to Jamie," and like leans up and throws him the card, and that's when he gets killed. So he totally didn't listen to Jack. So it was like yeah, um, oh, suicide true. by cop kind of thing, or suicide by terrorist. Maybe. I don't know. We'll, yeah. we'll never know. Yeah, that's right. Maybe if we get Howard Gordon on or somebody, we can ask them. Where were you guys going with that? Was he part of that? Yeah. And he'll be like, there's so many episodes I don't even remember. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Anyway, so that <laughs> is, I think, a pretty good overview of the characters. It gives us a good set for next week talking about the plot, I would think. Yes. So- yeah, so the next, yeah, the next couple episodes, we're going to talk about the plot, the subplot. The uh, different events that kind of took place. We can mention some obviously already, but we'll dive a little bit more and get more of the characters too yeah, this, as we do this, that. I guess this this uh, but, podcast uh, can I can I say Josh that it's a lot like your dinner plate. Um, you try to keep everything separate, but it all kind of runs together. You know, you're going to get some peas in your mashed potatoes around here. That's just <laughs> the way it is. So yeah, you know, I I, yeah, I think we should ask the the uh, the listeners, the uh, twenty four na- or twenty four podcast nation. Is that what we're calling them? I don't know. The listeners, there we go. whatever well, we want, whatever you want to call yourselves, we're going to ask you, what is your favorite or, you know, your most memorable plot twists or plot, you know, developments from season one? We'd love to hear uh, what those are from you in the next week before we record the next episode so that we can talk about those. And, and like Josh said, what I forget, he remembers what he forgets. I remember and hopefully what both of us forget, you know, all of you remember, which there's obviously fairly quite a few of them. We've been having some awesome downloads and, and we greatly, greatly appreciate that from you guys for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. And so again, to leave feedback, you just go to 24podcast.com slash feedback. 
and you can be able to fill out that simple little form there and be able to let us know uh, your thoughts mm -hmm. on this. And so, um, especially yes. season one. And so if you have all the thoughts, you can send those in too, and we'll yep. work them in as we can. But uh, we're especially focused on season one. And so uh, definitely share those um, on Twitter, the 24 po at the 24 podcast. And so you can um, follow us there. And we're tweeting things about about the show. We're um, 24 and um, sharing when new episodes come out. We're sharing our different thoughts and quotes and um, making connections with some of the other big wigs, if you will, of 24. And so, yep. Uh, and so definitely link with us there, follow us. And, so and we need to point out to you, Josh, that. that you are the curator of the Twitter account. So that's why t Josh is not tweeting True. a lot as far as being himself doing doing 24. So I don't want you to think that I'm the only one doing anything because Josh does the yeah, Twitter account <laughs> for the 24 podcast and then I just throw in my own stuff on my own Twitter account. So I want I want everybody to know that because Josh is important. Also, <laughs> facebook.com well, forward slash the 24 podcast. Like, like. Yes, definitely go like there, like the Facebook. page. There's something else I was going to say just now, and I yes. forgot what it was. Oh, and I, this is totally off the cuff. Josh has no idea I'm going to say this, so you guys are all going to hear it at the same time he does. Well, a couple days later recorded, but right. he's surprised about this as well. If we get to 100,000 downloads on one single episode, guys, we will bring out 24 podcast swag that you can purchase. Ooh. You think we can do that with 100,000 downloads, Josh? <laughs> I think so. So tell all your friends. <laughs> Maybe before that, I don't know. We'll see where it, where it goes. I would love to have like a 24 podcast like drink cup. That would be cool. Hmm. Yeah, I mean I, I actually I did uh I did yeah, get I a that. hat made cool. one time. It's just like it, it's actually just a cheap hat, but um but if we do roll out with uh with some swag, then uh we'll make it better quality for for everyone, but yeah, so I mean, the, the hat that I got, it was just uh, a plain hat and just kind of printed on there was yeah. the 24 podcast. And so, I mean, it looks kind of cool. I don't know how durable or anything here's it a, is Here's yet, an idea but. to throw out and we can see what everybody, I, I think this will be big. I know there's po po places where you can set up a t-shirt and then nothing prints until you get so many orders. We should do a bring back oh, Toby shirt. What do you think about that? Ooh. It says like bring back Tony on the back and like on the front it says the 24 podcastcom Yeah. That is awesome. I'm making I'm making a note about that. Um yeah, let's look into that and 24 try to get podcast that going. Nation, uh, let us know what you think about that. I, I think Joel <laughs> is in agreement. You already talked to him? Or are we just assuming? Um I I'm just assuming. <laughs> and so I mean it's part Joel of his personal mission. So and so, which by the way, um, I guess I could suggest then on Twitter, you can use that hashtag right. bring back Tony too. And so I, I've used that a couple times already. Probably do it some more or, until hey, he comes we, back. We could even better. And so you know, we were talking about Tony's little um, famous phrase. Yeah. We could put on the back. Yeah. Bring back Tony. I like it. <laughs> then then everybody go. would have to explain what it is to people that don't know about Tony, but Wait a minute. Someone that oh, wouldn't know right. about Tony. Yeah. Somebody under a rock somewhere. <laughs> but well, you never know. I mean, you're, you're talking. You're talking about some of the people in your office right. that are just starting That's to right. watch it. So, so I mean, there are some people am... that haven't seen it yet. But that gives us an opportunity to be able to promote 24 to be able to help get more people watching the show. And I can't see a better way too, to so. make people ask about 24 than wearing a shirt that says "Bring Back Tony." And everybody's like, "Hey, who's Tony?" And it's like, "Hey, go get on Netflix and get out of your rock." And watch 24. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Yeah, exactly. And, and that, that's awesome, too. I mean, you, you don't right. have to pay for it right now. I mean, well, right. $8 a month. But So, anyways, we, uh, so yeah, that's we're having to think about that. So, anyways, let us know what you think about the plot for season one, what you want to talk about. And also let us know what you think about the Bring Back Tony t-shirt. Hey, there you go. And if uh, I don't think we mentioned this before on previous things, but if you want to go see the show notes, you can go to the 24podcast.com forward slash 005 
for this episode. This is episode five, and that'll be the same format for any of the episodes that you want to find. You can just go to the 24podcast.com forward slash and then whatever the episode is, three digits. And so you can be able to do that. So we'll have all this information there on the yep on the show notes as well. And so there we go. I think we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Thanks, for this Josh. Week. Thanks, guys, for uh, listening and taking the time. All right. Thank you, everybody. Look forward to hearing from you in the next couple of days, and we'll share what we find next week.